Anaka. Hey, Strudy. Well, it's a six and out episode tonight. <laughs> We're going to hit one over the fence here. It's uh, Controversy City. We've got fastballs, bounces, and the odd leg spinner coming your way. Yeah, I've been tampering under the desk with your balls all night, Streety, and that's <laughs> what we're going to be talking about for most of it, I reckon, is uh, a little bit of ball tampering. That's right. So we will be having a free-flowing, candid discussion on the happenings of the last 48 hours, mainly in the cricket world, and how that's affected uh, life in Australia in the yeah. last uh, couple of days. We've sent the kids to bed. We've closed the doors because this one could get a little bit heated. But uh, we've we've certainly been pre-broadcast uh, debating this quite hotly, um, but also talking about some of the other controversies in sport that have happened today and over the history of time. So we'd like to share a few of those with you, the memories of those things. Yeah, and, uh, and just and just you know try and assess and uh, put together where this um, ball tampering scandal you know fits in the scheme of things. Mm, yeah, exactly. This is uh, we we've been sitting here for a while watching Fox Sports News roll. Through the ticker and the uh, and the footage of uh, Cameron Bancroft walking towards the umpires, showing them the uh, the sunglass um, kind of towel or whatever, as he tried to explain himself, just a little bit like a uh, microfiber cloth. Explaining explain to your mum why there was that dirty sock in the corner of your room uh, when you were going through puberty, and uh, yeah, old Darren Lehman looking like a bit sheepish when he was talking yeah. on the radio there. Well, I mean, so. it, it certainly captured the. Um the minds and the uh, the opinions of the country, probably more so than any other story in 2018. Well, it's certainly stirred up a lot of public opinion. So this is obviously we're talking about the uh, the ball tampering incident with the Australian cricket team in the South African Test series, and that controversy, mate. It wasn't, it didn't miss you. It got you right on the face after a couple of Facebook comments that you <laughs> yeah, exactly. made last night. So. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, yesterday, um, probably rough, almost 24 hours ago wrote a tongue-in-cheek statement on my Facebook <laughs> and uh, it sort of blew up in the next few hours after that well and you know well into early this morning um, it's done like you to cause some controversy when you open your mouth well I mean I don't think I've ever had a Facebook uh, post that uh, that goes that crazy <laughs> but anyway in short I'll, I'll read it out if you if you're not a friend of mine on Facebook and you're a casual listener uh, my statement was verbatim as follows Imagine people's reactions if something actually serious went down, dot, 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 with a picture of a cricket bat and a ball. Tampering of all kinds goes down each day, not just balls. Well, so this is part of what, what we've been debating before we, we decided to record the episode. So, Strudy, I'm going to give you a chance to explain yourself, and let's not get into any of the comments just yet, but, right, so what do you mean by that? What's your take on this whole episode? So my uh, statement yesterday was basically um, a little bit of a reaction. Um, I've got to say I was fairly surprised at um, the initial outrage and the outpouring of people's um, verbal opinions, mm. uh, basically just alluding to the fact that they were shocked and devastated and, and all those sort of heavy words that uh, probably should be sort of reserved for more serious sort of issues, um, you know, um, so do you Things think? Like that. So you think that? Uh, so are you judging this on uh, what you like the severity of the cheating, or are you judging it on well, it's sport, it's not real life? It, like, what do you mean by? So probably, I mean, the latter probably is more reflective of, of where of where I was coming from. Um, in, in a nutshell, and, and I'm far from a social activist, but 
the way that people have, have, have grabbed onto this story and voiced their opinions and really have made it known um, through a number of circles just you know, at how disappointed and shocked and devastated they are by what went down over in South Africa. My, my thinking was that, you know, like if you're going to get this up in arms about cricket, about a game, mm. and, and put all that energy in, into voicing all that displeasure, mm. well, perhaps some of that energy could be put in, in, into other sort of areas or, or making light of other situations, you know, not only in Australia, but around oh, the world. So you think the emotion could have been better used? Do you, you think like uh, there are greater causes or, or more noble causes than the sanctity of the Australian cricket team playing by the rules? Basically, yes. Right. So my, my, my statement was sort of, uh, you know... Just in slow motion of Cam Bancroft putting his hands down his pants again, that's, that's disturbing just because slow-mo of any man putting his hands down his pants probably... I don't need to see it that many times. Yeah. Is what I have already. Yeah. So when I when I said imagine people's reactions if something actually serious went down, when I say actually, but that serious, makes it sound like, like let me defend like that makes it sound like you think that the cheating that went on the ball tampering wasn't that big a deal. I, I, is that I, what you're saying or not? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. Um, and you know, re- reflecting on on that comment and reading over it a few times, I, I can definitely concede that that people have uh, taken that. Uh, seeing me as sort yeah. of passing what went down off as a uh, you know as fairly blasé and not that significant, when that's actually n- not the case at all. Um, I was sort of just poking fun at the fact that well, hey, imagine if, if something actually serious went down in Australia, like a terrorist attack or anything bad like that. How would we how would we actually <laughs> react then? You know, well, yeah, but we're, okay, we're, but... we're going ballistic over cricket. Yeah, sure. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the, the cricket and sport in general plays a pretty big part. Yeah, in 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 our way of life, um, it does, and and I think, I think, firstly, so let but me. Can I can I just say that yeah. <laughs> in, in no way do I condone or approve or you know, in passing off what these guys did um, as as anything but but wrong. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm not an advocate for cheating. Some people. You just think people are overreacting. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been, you know, people have been saying, oh, you know, if, if, if this is, you know, if you think cheating's okay, check your ethics. Well, that's that's a crock of shit. Um, yeah. Totally, totally off the mark. And, you know, um, I probably could have worded that statement a little bit better. Well, um, I think, I, like, well, I don't know about those comments. Like I said, I, I haven't read them. I, I tend to stay out of commentary on Facebook. But, but so what I would say is, is that I said this to you before. It's pretty rich coming from a bloke like you to say that people got a little bit carried away emotionally, especially when it comes to sport, and may have overreacted. Like, let's like for those of you who don't know Streety very well, this is a man who who if the Sharks lose, even a round one game, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near him. (laughs) He threw a brick at his sister when they were when the Sharks lost growing up. That's true, right? That's true. That's true. I've seen you tear absolute strips and almost have referees in every domestic basketball league game we've played in. Like, like you've been ejected a couple of times. No, I haven't. Right, haven't you? Right. Well, no. that's probably because of your diminutive status. Oh, maybe once. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. But, but you, you've been prone to the odd emotional outburst. I mean, there's a reason why your other nickname is Switchy. Yeah. Listen, I, I certainly don't deny the fact that I wear my heart on my sleeve when, <laughs> when it comes to sports. But so is everybody else. Everybody else is wearing yeah, their heart on their yeah, sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I know. But so. I mean, oh, as you get older, you sort of, you know, you step back and you take stock. And, 
we've had discussions. Well, it's not like that sort of stuff slowed down as you no, got no. older, but, but we, we've <laughs> had discussions on about cricket since you know episode one, where we've sort of spoken about you know cricket. Does anyone really care? It's it's sure. lost it's lost its. You know, it's it's well. We could be accused of being jumping on the bandwagon here because we wrote it off. I mean, even at the end of the last episode, we said, "Well, we have deliberately haven't told you how the Australian cricket team's going <laughs> because no one cares." Well, well now we care. Well, We're doing kinda, a whole episode on. It's kind of funny that you know we, we put that statement out and then within forty eight hours the whole. Tell me. Well, we can jinx it too. Oh man, we've. Uh... But this is my so my outrage. Oh, outrage is probably a strong word. I I agree with you in the sense of. In today's day and age, social media allows us to be outraged, disgusted, heartbroken, all those really emotive words around everything, right? When, well, we can cryptically write a Facebook status so people inquire about our well-being. We can, we can, you know, we can attract emotion or we can say whatever we want without having to say it to somebody's face. That's right. But I think around this incident with the Australian, this, the Australian cricket team, I, for me... And, and we did speak a little bit about this earlier. I, it's around the, their intent to cheat, right? Like, there's been some arguments that have come forward around, well, what's worse, tampering with the ball or a systemic drug cheating program, right? Well, clearly, the systemic drug cheating program will give you a better result. Ball tampering is a bit 50-50. Like, it could give you a reverse swing. Yeah. It probably didn't. I mean, they got smashed anyway. Or the rorting of a salary cap is, you know... Well, that's the other controversy, isn't it? But going on today with the Manly Seagulls, but it's around the intent. The Australian cricket team, they there's been a culture problem in that team for quite some time. Those guys push the level or the boundary of fair play, and 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 they've always maintained to us as a, as a viewing public and, and, and paying customers, and I've been a paying customer of theirs recently over the summer, that they push the boundaries of fair play but they never cross the line and that we should respect them for that and that they know what they're doing out there because that's their workplace and that if we've judged them to have crossed the line then then we're the ones that are in the wrong yeah. right that the sledging that goes on is completely above board and just part of the game and and that don't worry Australian sporting public we've got this we're the Australian cricket team we'll play hard but we'll always play fair but they don't play fair yeah, and they admitted and- that I don't buy any of that chatter coming from them. You know, like, cricket has issues and has had for for quite some time. Sure. So, you know... Is it cricket or is it sport? Well, you have to probably say it's sport in general. Because I I don't want to throw all the heap on on cricket here. I mean, it's it's easy for us to kick them because this is what's happened. And they've come out and said this is what's happened. It's probably society. They got caught. That's why they came It's probably society and where we are in 2018 in general as well. Um, Exactly. But... There are some sports that are more prone to being open to sort of you know cheating and, and, and match fixing and, and all this other stuff that, that, that comes along. Well, cricket's with. had a fair history of it lately. Yeah, cricket happens to be one of those because it's a sport that contains a lot of variables mm. and a lot of things can happen within the course of a match that can affect a match, and a lot of those things can be manipulated um, from you know various parties. Um, well, and I think sources. Yeah, certainly anything that kind of takes as long as cricket does with so many variables is yeah. fairly much open or prone to that type of thing. So I, for me, mm. I mean, people have obviously, you know, I, I said this just a few few minutes ago, said they're devastated, they're they're heartbroken. Well, for me, it's none of that. Um, if anything, I'm probably disappointed by what's happened. Absolutely, but I'm not surprised. 
and and I'm not surprised because simply for the fact that of where cricket is at the moment, we we, we hear stories mm. about match fixing and, and spot fixing and and all this yeah. stuff that goes on. So for Australia to 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 get busted, caught, you know. Um, on camera for, yeah. for for ball tampering comes as no surprise. Yeah. Um, and I can I can bet your bottom dollar they've done it before. Yeah. Um, every country tampers with the ball. Yeah. Um, they don't just do it in 2018. They were doing it 10 years ago. They were mm. 20 years ago. 30, 40, 50 years ago. You, so you you think it was going on for that long? Like is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, I, see, I'm disappointed that you're that jaded. Like I'm disappointed that you're that didn't surprise you because because this is part of what I think is wrong with with sport these days and we've discussed drug cheating and how much we both like absolutely have a disdain for it but I one of my biggest disappointments in all of this is it indicates that at certain times like there is we are so accepting of people cheating and that well everyone's doing it so or everyone's always done it and i mean if it was so systemic in terms of ball tampering and that type of thing with see i kind of disagree in the sense of well cam bancroft got caught by by the the cameras at the ground now there's been a lot of cameras at a lot of grounds in a lot of cricket Mm. over the last 20 years and and this is the only time someone gets caught like, I don't know. I don't know that saying, oh, well, everybody's so, okay. doing it is is a reason for Let's it flip to the be script. accepted. If, if this Test Match series was in Australia, mm. do you think we would have had cameras on our own players doing what Cameron Bancroft did? Ah, uh, okay. So you're saying that potentially the South Africans and the broadcast partner in South Africa was looking for it? Oh, well, I mean, they have a close-up of his hands going uh. in into his pants and they, sure. they so so they're, they're looking for something right yeah. there's there's 20 30 cameras at a, at a ground yeah i can bet you you know I, well i, would I guess not be so surprised I, yeah if i suppose the, what you're saying if the directive from channel nine doing a broadcast is right are we going to show the cricket mm. show the deliveries we're not going to zoom in on, on players pockets and and and, their, and and things like that but if england or pakistan or india or south africa are fielding well then you know maybe but but they have played here, and we haven't detected that. So, so doesn't that kind of make my point that it wouldn't go on over here? Like that, it, what you think Australia and South Africa are the only team? I, look, I mean, we, all we, I'm we, saying is, is that I, the way I see it is that, like, I, I just feel sad that 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 it would happen so much, and it has happened so much. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, we got England. That you would say, oh, look, England that doesn't with, surprise me. The oh. Pommies did uh, the, the, the the mouth mints thing. Virat Kohli from India was caught, you know, having. Th- things in his mouth that he pull out of his yeah. mouth and rub on the ball you know yeah, so but that doesn't make it okay i mean like it certainly people, doesn't make it okay cheat, but you know if just it, because everybody cheats doesn't mean that you should cheat i know but it, but but when we actually get caught doing it i'm not surprised that we've yeah. actually done it uh, yeah yeah fair enough are you like so that's caused a bit of controversy too right is is the admission of guilt so there's a sentiment out there that people are saying well so there's there's a couple of schools of thought here that Cameron Bancroft did it on his own, and that there was no senior senior team meeting, and that that Steve Smith fell on his sword or, or pushed David Warner onto one as well to say to protect Cam Bancroft. Do you believe that? No, no, 
I don't believe that either. Not at all. I, 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 I think, think I think they shit. picked the youngest and the most inexperienced guy to uh, to to do the act. Mm. So if he, in the event that he did get caught, uh, potentially the fallout could have been not as bad right. had it been Smith or Warner doing the you know the, the rubbing of the ball with the mm. tape or the sandpaper or, or whatever they had. So do you think? Do, so do you think? So do you think the the general sporting public or even the stakeholders of the game, like the ICC and Australian Cricket Association, would go easier on Cam Bancroft because he's younger. I mean, he's twenty five years old. That's not that young. That, well, I mean, you know, right from wrong. You I think learn it's probably got, early. I think age probably does play a little bit of a factor, but he's not sort of nineteen or twenty. He is old enough to know that what he was doing wasn't right. Yeah, but. The, and then the other side... Well, the, he wouldn't have stuck it in his this, pants if he thought it yeah, was... Yeah, right. I mean, this story has so many layers. It's a bit, it's a bit like an onion. You peel things back like an onion. Yeah, you know? that's like, right. Then, then you've got to look at, okay, um, I think a lot of people are disappointed in Smith saying, okay, well, if you're going to do this, you know, don't do anything on the field that, you know, or don't get someone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. So that comes into it. So like, well... Yeah, there's a disappointment with that. Yeah, I, so, I, yeah, so I agree for, with that. So, I probably so hadn't me, thought I mean, that you, you threw a younger less experienced guy under the bus to protect your own ass. Yeah, that's right. So for me, that's probably my biggest... Dis- you, know, you don't do that to your teammates. You don't do yeah. that to a friend. Well, and and there, and that's unpacking some of the layers of why I think people are so disappointed. Yeah. Because, because I think, for me, like, like this Australian cricket team has had a cultural problem for a long time, and I don't think... I think the lines between right and wrong has been blurred. And I think in those type of cultures... Young people are susceptible to doing things they that they wouldn't normally do, yeah. and that's through the influence of more more senior leaders. So, I look. I think, I think the thing is, is that there's no way Cam Bancroft just went to the ground and went, "Oh, you wouldn't believe what I found at the Seven Eleven last night. Yeah. I found some sticky tape. I'm just going to do this on my own." Yeah. Right. So there's no way that would have happened. And and had he and, have gone by himself and approached Steve Smith, you would think Smith would go, "You idiot." Like, Duh. pull your head in, you dickhead. Yeah. Like, but he wouldn't have because because this would be like this wouldn't. This, I think this would be just the tip of the iceberg of the way they've pushed the boundaries of the rules of the yeah, game. totally or broken them. So, and che- che- so I mean, where I'm coming from is I'm not surprised that Australia tampered with the ball, and I I go well, you know, will believe for a long time that this isn't the first time they've done it in some capacity. Absolutely. But the way that they the way that they've done it has disappointed me. Sure. In the sense that Steve Smith fucked over one of his mates. Yeah. He he, he got a guy to, to, to take the fall for him and, and, and Warner. That's There's right. a lot more to lose, a lot more riding on Warner and Smith getting caught doing it. Yeah. But now if you now that it's actually gone down, you think, Oh shit, you know, for for Steve Smith, maybe it was better that he actually pulled a bit of sandpaper out of his his own pocket and did it, mm. as opposed to bringing other guys in and and getting them to to perform an act. Yeah. So not only does has has he fucked his mate over, but he looks like a coward. That's right. And, yeah, exactly. You know, he's... And that's probably like, and a lot of people have spoken about their disappointment being around the, the Australian cricket team captaincy is one of the highest positions in the country. It's certainly revered as one of the highest positions of, 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 of status in the country and and that somebody would treat it with that much kind of disdain or that much um, disrespect that they would do something like that. And I think that's a good point that you make. I think I think I'm disappointed because the Australian principles of mateship and 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 always being there for people was really not displayed here in the sense of, well, 
they had this senior leadership meeting and they went, righto, well, you're the man to do it. And that's you, the best point you raise is, Steve, you want to be a leader. Don't do, don't ask somebody to do something you're not prepared to do yourself. Mm. And that's, that's a really good point. And I think that probably goes some way to describing people's emotions around it. I mean, are you disappointed in, are you disappointed in these guys as role models? Like, you know, as a, as a father, like, are you, do you kind of look at this and go, oh, this is not the sort of person that I want my son looking at or daughter looking up to? I'm a little bit on the fence as to whether or not I should encourage my children and my son to look up to sports people as... At all. Yeah. Yeah. As a role yeah. model. I mean... You almost... This is what... Like sport these days and sport and, 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 and athletes, you almost have to warn your children not to hold them in such high esteem because they may not always be what they're representing themselves to exactly. be. Exactly. So well, I think, you know, for if you're going to put all your eggs in one basket and, and call the Australian captain a hero and this is what you should aspire to be and this is the person sure. you should become, well, maybe as a parent or, you know, you're, if you're encouraging someone to follow that path, perhaps maybe that's not the right way to do it. You know, uh, that you, you know, but you can but certainly... That's, that's what disappoints me too, right? Yeah, you, like, because I'd like that because of, of what course. sport meant to us but growing up as well. You could certainly admire their, their abilities and skill in the field. So, hey, if you want to be a good batsman, this guy's good at it. Mm. But, you know, he's a meathead, so don't worry. You know, I, I don't want you sort of trying to be like him, you know, in all facets. Sure. Just watch what he does on field and, you know... Try yeah. and try and become a good batsman or a good cricketer. Yeah. But if you're going to be I, a, good, a good person, well, then maybe this guy isn't the sort of bloke you want to be looking up to. Sure. Yeah. And it, and look, and when we talk about some of the, you know, the redemption stories from sports greatest controversies, which we'll cover briefly later, I, it is one of the things that, it still saddens me though because, because I go well, you know what I like I don't want to have to give my kids or any kids. That that kind of caveat of admire the person for what they can do on the sporting field, but don't necessarily admire the the person they are. I, yeah. And I and I know I have to probably do that, but that's what's so disappointing is that in like if we because I know that there's been one argument about this this ball tampering thing where well maybe ball tampering shouldn't even be a rule like because you can shine the ball or you can you can do certain things to, and, and really did it give them that much of an advantage well I think if what you walk past or what you accept is what you condone and I, and I think by condoning people's poor behaviour time after time after time I think in the end you set a new standard for the way people will behave and that's what that's where a bad culture comes from or that's where you know like things like uh, this come from where you go right oh well sporting athletes may not be role models as much as they they once were or, or yeah. probably shouldn't be. Yeah. And and that saddens me because I mean when we were kids my hero cost was a lot of bloody uh, money to go see him. Yeah. My hero was ET, right? But mm. all I knew was ET of ET mm. was seeing him play footy in the weekends. Yeah. And his footy card. Yeah, of and, course. And he was a revered sort of person for me. Yeah, so was he a better person than any of the players today that have been in controversy, or well, was he? Or pro- just probably didn't know not. It? But the, the yeah. fact is, we know everything about these players today. That's so, right. and, and and at the end of the day, they're just your average person yeah. with a lot of money, yep, a lot of time, sure, and, and a lot of exposure, and a lot of exposure, hmm. and probably in many cases, 
probably less intelligent than your average, you know, person out there who who has lived a, a life of of a routine and you know. Is has, intelligence has the word you're looking for, or is are you talking about life skills? Like, are you saying? If you're an athlete these days and you're a talented athlete, you get identified young and you grow up in a bubble, so therefore yeah. you may not have you may not have as high an emotional intelligence as what yeah, exactly. as what some like people who have had to deal with certain situations themselves without help that you would get as a as, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. So I mean, yeah. this is where the title, you know, first world problem sort of hashtag comes into it. You sure, know, like, yeah. Well, this is what you're you're talking about in terms of saying, well, you know, are there bigger problems in the world than the Australian cricket team tampering with the ball to try and get some reverse swing? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, yeah. there are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we just, I'm like, sure there are, but I, like, and I'm sure on the same day over in the states, you had you know hundreds of thousands of of, of teenagers, you know, marching in protest and, and speaking out against you know the the, the laws in the US about sure. gun control and stuff like that. You know, Which like, was interesting, though, wasn't it? Because, because now I don't know whether this is just because I've got a natural penchant for picking up sports stories when I when I go to my news sources. But the way I thought that was reported was, here's all the sporting, or here's all the athletes around the world that support this cause for the children. So, so what we saw was was some footage of these kids marching and all that kind of stuff. But then most of what I've read is, oh. Um, this person tweeted their support and it was an athlete. This person wore a T-shirt supporting the cause and they're an yeah. athlete. So we still it's, put it's because, athletes it's as role models, yeah, well, right? Like, well, maybe not. A, they just have a platform to hmm. to share their opinion. So they can still be a, a douchebag of a person, but they still have yeah. a platform. So, okay, so let's talk about douchebags of people, right? David Warner. Now... Is there a reason why the Australian cricket team hasn't rolled David Warner out to explain all of this? Is it because his answer would be so? Now this is so. When I say let's talk about douchebags of people, I I don't know David Warner. I wouldn't have a clue. But he looks like a douchebag to me, um, and he and I feel like he acts like one. Now um, I kind of for in the in that test or was it the second test? Yeah, where he got got in the stink from the uh, the South African um, players well, going first you know, or second, but yeah, anyway, being instructed yeah. to go at him about his 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 partner. Sure. You know the the, which was low and stupid as a absolutely a, a, on its own right, right? Like that's so not just because David's an idiot. Oh, I, well, I, he, I feel like he might be, but if if he is or he isn't, I'm not condoning anything that was said to him. But sorry, what were you saying? Well, for me, what I say here is, is oh, that, why, why hasn't Warner come out and well, spoken? Do you, yeah, do you think they haven't rolled Warner out to explain all of this because he would have an arrogance about it, which would say. You know, well, there are bigger things than this, and who cares? Yeah, probably. Like that's kind of yeah. how I suspect his reaction yep. would be. Yeah. Like, well, he would he wouldn't present as well as Steve Smith in terms of remorse. No. I don't think he'd show any because I don't think he feels any. No. Because I think he's just kind of a little bit like arrogant for that. Yeah, and given sort of his controversy in the last Test match, you know, he, his line of thinking was. <laughs> Just a ball. Who cares? You know? yeah. These guys said worse about my wife, so you yeah, know, of course. I consider what what they say, you know, to be far worse, and that crossed the line more than than what we got up to. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, listen, it's it, so this whole situation, like I said before, is like an onion. There's so many layers yeah. and levels to it, and you know, you, I think it's 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 difficult to to choose one single thing. 
Um, you know, and is is there an element here of? Are you talking about another layer? Is there an element here of one of the reasons that I remember that was given when match fixing first came out in in cricket was that well there are so many matches and so many of them mean so little. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, outside of the World Cup or um, maybe the Ashes. When I say they mean so little, I mean these guys are over there playing a four-test series. Now, in two months' time, are they like they're going to be playing another series, mm. and and then they're going to be playing another tournament. They're going to be playing another element, and ultimately, other than a win bonus for them or something along those lines, is there too much cricket? And then in the end, they just kind of go, well, if we cheat here. We'll be all right because we'll play fairly next time when in whatever series we go to. So, so do they get so caught up in? Well, I just want to beat South Africa. Like, does it mean too much to them? Well, I don't know. Like, it just, I can't explain it. That's why I'm disappointed. I, I, I can't, I can't see why you would have such a privilege of being an Australian cricket player, and you would cheat in a way that probably won't give you that much of an advantage anyway. No, no, there's probably other ways you can... Uh... I mean, that's that's going to sound like, I think, if you're going to cheat, you might as well do it well. But, I don't know, that, that's the logical side of my brain. Well, too. I mean, that's... Says, well, fuck, that, that definitely comes into it. So, we, we mentioned earlier, you know, about the whole cheating thing. What What's worse in this whole situation? Is it the intention? Is it the action? Or is it the result? Yeah, okay. Philosophical discussion. So, well... If okay, so so for me, I think what's worse about cheating is your intent. Yep. Is your intent to cheat. Because well, in this situation with ball tampering, if it's the action or the result, then this type of cheating doesn't stack up. Because well they didn't really get reverse swing, they got smashed anyway. Yeah, they got rolled but, for fifty. So then but, the other question is, you know, is getting rolled for fifty worse than the ball tampering because did they just give up? Yeah, after all this controversy. Yeah. yeah, certainly, well, you know, we'll say, what do you do? Then you bring up Sally Robbins and the Lay Down Sally affair and say, well, what does Australia hate more? Someone who, ha- who won't have a go or someone who'll have a go at cheating, Yeah. right? So, um, but I, for me, when it comes down to these type of controversies, I think the worst thing is the intent to cheat, right? Because, because that's where it comes into, um, there's no way that, these guys it wasn't even the leadership group that came up with this right like it, that team and everyone in it would would have known what was happening there couldn't be anyone out there on that field that could say well I didn't know that was going to yeah. happen I didn't know that's what was going on. a bowler right anybody who bowled that ball would know what was going on you, you know when you get it back from the bloke how long he's had it and what he's doing to it because you can feel it that's their tool right <laughs> that's what they need and you know, you're not going to try and achieve reverse swing if you're not going to let the bowler know. Yeah. Now, the wicketkeeper has to know. And if the wicketkeeper knows, then all the guys in the slips have to know because they've got to know which way he's going to dive, right? Mm. And then, and so, you know, and there's no way anyone in that team or involved with that team could deny knowledge of that situation. So what you have then is a team that all accepted, a group of men, all of which... So, so your emotional intelligence argument is out the window because when a group of people get together and then decide that that's okay that's probably the most diffi- di- like uh, disappointing thing is there was an intent to cheat and every one of them yeah. did it you know like and even even there might have been some who you know morally 
would have disagreed with that, but yeah. maybe just didn't have the courage to to well, stand to stand up against it and go, well, hold on, boys, this this isn't real good, is it? Well, that's that's where I kind of go. Well, the intent is worse because it creates a culture where people don't feel like they can speak up. Mm. Because I think that's probably what's happened in this situation is that there's probably people that did morally disagree with it and it didn't feel right, and that was indicated even by Cameron Bancroft shitting himself when he was found out on the big screen and said, I panicked and put it in my undies. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, cause, yeah, so man, there's, a, there's an element he recognises what was wrong. That's right. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think the intention in, in this situation is uh, is the worst bit about it because the action itself was quite comedic. It was, yeah, uh, that's right. And then, the, well, we never even got to the result because, you know, it was, <laughs> it was they were snuffed out beforehand. Well, that's exactly right, you know. And, and also, too, what pisses me off as well is they came out in the press conference and admitted to it and then said, you know, don't worry, we feel just as bad as you do. But on the field, when it was found out, they did try and bullshit their way out of it. Yeah. I mean, so that's only... It does lend weight to the to this controversy, like to this feeling of, well, you only were sorry for it because you got caught. I mean, you know, that's where it kind of is. Hard. And that's why the intent, intent thing, I think, is worse. But, yeah, you know, people's... People's opinions are different. Yeah. I, I get that. So all in all, I mean, we we are both in agreement, and I say both in, in capital letters yeah. that we are definitely against the the, the cheating element. Yeah. Um, I f- for me, I, I think um, that you know the 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 reaction, whilst warranted in in some in some facets, was was probably. Um, Perhaps a bit of an overreaction uh, by some some areas, um, mm. and for me, it, it comes as no surprise that that the act of the ball tampering went down. Sure, um, because I think it's now part of cricket. Yeah, whether it's right or wrong, it's part of cricket. Part of cricket. Um, and, and like I, I mentioned earlier, the the, the the biggest disappointing thing for me is Steve Smith can can do what he like as a captain, right or wrong, but he threw one of his teammates under the bus. Yep. And for me, that's probably the most un-Australian aspect about this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's right. I think I think that's a really good sentiment. Is, yeah. is there... Steve, does Steve Smith ever captain this country again? Well, I was going to ask the question, what happens from here? I, I don't What's think you your, can... What's your... I mean, so on, the, yeah. on Wednesday, uh, what, what day is today? Monday, so two days' time, yeah. Cricket Australia are going to hand down their punishments. Um, oh, so they've said they'll hand down punishments on that day. Yep, yeah, okay. I think I think old mate Sutherland's heading over to South Africa to address them over there, mm-hmm. so they're not flying Steve Smith back. You can mm-hmm. imagine the, the shitstorm of the, the airport media there, oh, so yeah, they're going to do it over there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there, there will be repercussions. Smith and Warner have already stood down as... Uh, captains for the remainder of the series. Mm. Um, they've um, Smith has been suspended, um, I think, for the next match, and also fined 100% of his match fee. Sure, they're only minor things. So the major fallout's coming in the next couple of days. Mm. Um, what happens to Steve Smith? Ah, uh, well, I think this is the greatest conundrum of of the whole thing because. Uh, and and this is where I think you're always torn when something like this happens in sport, when somebody breaks the rules or somebody behaves badly. And that is is that in the end, talent equals tolerance. Yep. Because so Steve Smith's the greatest at the, currently the best batsman in the world, and and they're not going to want him to go and play 
2020 and and he could quite easily do that and earn a lot of money i mean the rajasthan royals have said that he's not going to captain them in the indian premier league premier league um but uh they didn't say he wasn't going to play for them yeah exactly they said he's going to not captain them and i actually suspect that eventually that may be what the australian cricket association take as a line yeah is that well he will spend some time on the sidelines. He'll spend some time, obviously, um, probably, you know, in, I don't know, like filing some stuff in James Sutherland's office or, um, I don't know, do it like bringing him some milk arrowroot biscuits before the board meetings at ACA. But he, what, he will still play for Australia. Totally. Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll be... I don't think he'll captain him. No, uh, I think he'll be gone as captain um, and he'll have a suspension, which will last... Um, right through to when the Australian summer of cricket's due to start around October. So a playing suspension. He'll, yep, he'll be suspended mm. for playing, probably without pay for that period. Sure, it's not really going to worry him too much. He'll probably lose the odd sponsor or two. Uh-huh. Um, but then you know, Australians love a good redemption story. We um, do, whether it's right or wrong. You know, we 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 love the the fallen sporting hero coming back and making amends, and you know, well, it's like what we said. To, you know, like every. Rewriting that chapter. Every NRL player that's pissed in their own mouth or shat in somebody's shoe will tell you that there's a redemption story behind every great controversy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got like Matt Lodge, you know, the the, yeah. the Brisbane guy tearing up hotel rooms and has a history of, you know, Hotel violence. rooms? Didn't he go into people's apartments and punch oh. Chevin shades of shit out of them? Yeah, Jesus. I'm not too sure. you got Russell Packer who stomped a, stomped a bloke's head, put, you know, yeah. had time in jail allowed back in the NRL. Todd Carney pisses in his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny which, Wicks. Danny Wicks. You know the, the whole. You know, spent two years in drugs, uh, in jail for, for you know, convicted drug dealer. And but yet all of these guys are hailed as heroes the minute they come back. Wendell Saylor getting on a big coke junket, and you know, like Carmichael Hunt. How many Car- chances yep. has he had? He, he's, he's, he's. I think he's been in trouble for every card he's played in. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he has, hasn't he? You know, so. as much as I, you know, like Paul Gallen uh, has come back um, from the Asada scandal. You know, tagged mm. a, a drug cheat. You know, and tagged you know, well because he was. Yeah. Well. He's uh he's been labelled that. He came back to captain the captain his state, captain his his club to a premiership. All's well and good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And I, so, so okay. Well, we'll so in twelve months' time, yeah, Steve Steve Smith Steve will be Smith. a hero again. He he's gonna be, I think, because of his talent, and that's what will happen. And the I same think, goes for David Warner. Yeah, David Warner. But but does Cam Bancroft come back from this? Is he as talented as those blokes? Well, he's only eight tests into his career, so the the, the jury's out on that. But I fear. So the, so the only person's career that could, you know, they're, oh, they're, like the only person's career that really could be at risk here might be Cam Bancroft. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's probably the saddest thing out of all this. He might become another Scott Muller. Yeah, it could. You know, mm. Warney didn't Warney didn't like him the way he bowled, so he, you know. So he's brushed. He's brushed. Um, and I did think it's a bit rich of Warney to come out with moral judgments on on people like you know again. Probably yeah, as rich as you saying people got overly emotionally involved in all of this. As much as I love Warney as a cricketer, um, mm. yeah, he's he's. I suppose he's a commentator now. That's what he gets paid for, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, good mm. opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Yeah, we do. I've got a few of them. <laughs> anyway, so so the other controversy in sports today. This is another kind of. Um, this is another act that has been committed a number of times that people kind of will argue well is it really cheating and it doesn't really even get punished that badly salary cap rorting yeah manly seagulls so historically we've seen the melbourne storm lose a premiership we've seen the canterbury bankstown bulldogs have 34 points taken off them we've seen many punishments handed down yeah Parramatta a couple of years ago had yep. 12 point uh, 
points stripped. So today, the Manly Seagulls, almost a million dollar fine, but no points. Yeah, I find that a bit odd. I, I tried to dig a little bit deeper into that um, by reading a few articles and the justification from the NRL, from what I could understand, was that Manly were cap compliant in 2018. So therefore, um, they wouldn't have lost any points. Had yeah, they that's done, a load of shit. yeah, it is totally. Um, you know, because well, the Storm were cap compliant in the year that they were found to be in breach. Yeah, and they were punished in a year where they were like where they were cap compliant. So exactly, like, I don't think you can. Use yeah, the, 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 the Bulldogs weak. The, the Bulldogs when they got done, you know, they um, you know got got busted in two thousand and two, but you know they had to trim a lot of the fat off their roster to yeah, get under the right. cap, but they maintained a core group of players. That they got from rorting the cap in the first instance, they got rid of all the you know the, the surrounding players that sort of filled the cap, but they won the comp two years later yeah. with that same core group. Sure. So you can make an argument that you know they still benefited from that. So the whole salary cap thing is well, you know, well, no one else makes that argument. You make that argument constantly though, to justify the sharks cheating, but because I've never actually heard you admit that the sharks cheated. I I, I have no doubt that they they, they took something. Mm. Yeah. But well, that's cheating, right? At, well, yeah, it is. Yeah. As to how effective it was, I mean, let's yeah. not forget they 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 did that yeah. five years before they won the comp. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Yeah, but maybe they used the core base of players, like you said. The well, they only had did. five players from that 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 eleven twenty eleven squad in twenty sixteen. Oh, well, maybe I don't know. Who knows? It's the culture, really. No. So, so, well, <laughs> so, no, no. It, it was at the time. It, it was, was shit. Yeah, that's right. We we had terrible management. We had. You know, poor funds. It was just. It didn't get any better for you. Damien Keogh became yeah. your chairman, didn't he? And then he yeah. was busted with cocaine. They just tried to take too many Rio shortcuts. Yeah. Too many shortcuts, and they they fucked it up. And you know, they yeah. they got in trouble. And they, you know, probably Cronulla um, could have gone down the same path as path as Essendon, where where Essendon pleaded innocence. They fought it, but it backfired on them. Yeah, Cronulla were offered. Um, by Asada, so through no fault of their own, they were offered a deal too good to be true, because Asada was backed by the government, and you now their, their their case was fading. So they said, okay, we'll offer you this plea deal, ad- admit your guilt, and you'll get a pretty lenient punishment. So they all, all, all the sharks guys goes, well, holy hell, hold on, okay, so I'm only suspended for six months, which time already served, and in the off season counts. I'd be stupid not to take this and fight it up. Hey, I'm happy to wear this label for 12 months because like Steve Smith and Andrew Johns and Wendell Saylor and Matt Lodge and Russell Packer, that just wears off after a while. And I'll come back and I'm just I'm just a footy player. And that's what you tell yourself to keep wearing Sharks jerseys and saying that we played the game differently and we just got railroaded by um, an organisation that didn't have enough money to actually punish us because they were never going to find any. At the end of the day, nobody accepts, even though redemption stories happen... Nobody accepts the label of drug cheat if you, if if there's not evidence there to say that you're a drug, drug cheat. Nobody does that. So well, you when, can keep telling yourself whatever you want, mate. But that's that's but but the sharks were drug cheat. Listen, some, and that wasn't they didn't they didn't get that label. Some players bought, have, just because Asada had to give it to some. Yeah, well, listen, so, some players in that squad have denied taking anything. Sure. Some some players have fully admitted and then have you know instigated legal action against the club for malpractice. So for me, the truth lies in the middle. Well, I think the truth lies in and, that and, they all took it. And honestly, yeah, I, I don't think there's one so sort of uh, hundred. No, no, no. I, I think you know the, the, the story. So there's there's varying degrees of truth within it. 
So I'm certainly not absolving Cronulla of, of any innocence. Mm. You know, they they always, everybody played a part in it. Yeah. Um, they you know got found out. They were penalised. Mm. Now was the pen was the penalty lenient? Well, it was offered to them. What are they going to do? Oh yeah, Say absolutely. No? Yeah. Oh no, there's no judgment. No judgment about that. Anyway, I don't. I anyway. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have digressed. <laughs> you got. You got emotional. I say. No, no. But the Manly Seagulls. So salary cap cheating, right? Like now, we just saw recently. Bob Fulton apparently was was has been named as one of the architects of of, yeah. of this salary cap brought this time around. Yeah. But Bob Fulton has decided that he didn't want to speak to the NRL when when they tried to do the investigation. But he's using the excuse that he was in Hawaii. They sent him a text message asking him if he would be interviewed. Um, he said, yeah, sure, I'll see you when I get back. And they said, no, we want to use Skype to do the interview because we want to get it done now. And he said, I don't even know what that is. And then never heard from him again. Yeah. Now, if you believe that, you believe that probably Cam Bancroft bought the sticky tape from the Seven Eleven and bought it in his pocket himself. That's right. Snuck it in. And old Smitty and Dave Warner didn't know anything about it. Exactly. So, like that is the biggest load of shit I've heard. So the yeah the conflicting story is that uh, Bob Fulton made himself un- unavailable to um, be interviewed for questioning and to be interviewed during this you know, mm. the inv- investigation into, into Manly's books yeah. for the for the five years previous to to this year. Um, now Fulton's one of the rugby league immortals. He is. Manly's been found out. Yeah. If Fulton. Um, you know, is found to have you know played a, a role in this, and or yeah. been an architect. You know, in, in this story, the truth won't come out for another twelve months. No, like no, it always no. does in these sort of things. Yeah, you know, d- does his position in the game as an immortal? You know, much like Steve Smith being stripped of the captaincy and never been able to be ca- captain again. No, no. Does, are you saying does Bob Fulton get punished? Like, is he removed from the immortals? Is it, is that a possibility? No, no, because he was cap compliant when he became immortal. So, no, I don't. No, no, <laughs> I don't no. Did they even have a salary? Cap no, I don't know. Maybe not. It was forty bucks a week, pack, or... forty dollars a week, and a couple of packets of durries. I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. When Bob Fulton around, I look. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't think ever. I mean, it's like again, it it comes down to talent equals tolerance, or image will will judge. Image and 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 public reactions will judge what happens to these people, right? Like, mm. there's a reason that. Todd Carney is not in the NRL at the moment and it's not because what he did was any worse than anybody else that plays in the NRL it's just because it like it pardon the pun leaves a worse taste in people's mouth yeah because what he did was gross and fucking disgusting he pissed in his own mouth and and he had a history of things so you can sit back and you go oh well you know Bob Fulton you know like like Nah, he won't. They won't touch him in terms of an immortal because it'll look bad for the immortals concept. Yeah. Um. And and in the end, what will happen is is that what usually happens in these type of things, there'll be um so many people involved that the blame will get put on be put on someone like Joe Kelly, who was the CEO at the time, and it has. Um. He will wear it for for everyone that was involved. Now, that's probably fair enough because he was the CEO at the time and he was. The one getting paid the most. Interestingly enough, he's now the CEO at the Roosters. That's right. Now, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Join some dots there, guys. Yeah, exactly. So why would they have recruited him? Because of his talent in making things look under the salary. Yeah, let's get Cooper Cronk on the team. Let's get Tedesco. Hey, let's let's try and get Sonny Bill back in a couple next year. 
But so I, I don't think Bob Thornton will go under any punishment because he won't ever be found out as somebody that did anything, mate. I don't think it'll happen. So, I mean, the, the monetary fine, whilst an inconvenience, is, you know, far less of a punishment. Like, points should be deducted. Hmm. That That's the only, only only true way to... Uh, yeah, I think so. ...to really punish a side. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Give only my lost season. If, if they have a lost season, they can't make the finals. Hmm. Um, people don't turn up; they lose money that way. Yeah. So you really got to make them hurt. Yeah, that's right. So th- if, to discourage the behaviour. If Manly end up having a good season to make the finals, mm. they'll recoup that million bucks back easy and go, "Here you go. Yeah, take it." Yeah, absolutely. We're, you know, we're done. We're you know, clean slate. Let, well, let's rock. Isn't it a bit ironic, right? So the league fines them a million dollars, but uh, like, wasn't there a certain point in time where Manly? Oh no, Manly were always under private ownership. But there's a lot of NRL clubs like the Knights and, and a couple of other clubs that have been under NRL ownership before mm. for a period of time. Yeah. So what do you do? You pay yourself the million bucks? Yeah. Like, so what? The Knights could go out there and basically and and cheat the salary cap, but then they pay a fine to their owners? Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense. No. So the punishment, if the punishment can't be given to everybody fairly, well, yeah. then, you know, that's crazy. And I think the Melbourne Storm and the dog situation is, you know, a little bit far... You know, so far back that it's a little bit removed from the current situation. But I think you could definitely draw a comparison, or base your punishment on what they did with Parramatta three years ago. Yeah, well, they lost twelve points. They did at the start of the year after the cap. The cap yeah, I think wasn't it. So, yeah. so I don't think you can. They can. The NRL can hide behind the fact that well they were cap compliant this year, so so that's going to change it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Anyway, redemption stories. There's going to be some come out of this. Steve Smith. Yep. Let's talk about redemption stories. Yeah. I like a good redemption story, even though I'm morally judgmental of people that cheat. <laughs> what's your What's your favourite redemption story, Street, in sport? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm going to have to think about this. You tell me yours. Uh, well, I hate the redemption stories like the, the NRL redemption stories, these ones where you go, oh, like, um, I don't know, like the guys who... As soon as they come back and play a game, they're heroes again, and you know everything's forgiven or whatever. Like the Matt Lodge scenario. So, so you know, I think there's still a little bit of public sentiment around what he's done, but ultimately, what they're going to say is, is that if he pays the money to those victims, then all's forgiven, right? Yeah, mm. that's okay. I'm not saying that Matt Lodge should be punished anymore, but that doesn't make him a hero. You know, like he hasn't, he hasn't endured anything that. No. You know that he probably didn't deserve. No. So, so I I find it hard to kind of to find a redemption story out of something like that. I, like redemption stories to me are more around like my favourite redemption stories are the ones around where people have either had an injury that they've come back from, or probably more likely in today's scenario where they've been written off um, as as a player and, and have been no value to somebody and then they've come back and you know yeah. and, and absolutely smashed it for somebody else you know yeah I mean like that's a cricket Nathan Lyon was probably you could probably throw him into that category um, early on in his career he's a you know written off as not, not much of a cricketer at all and yep. at all and you know he um, you know fought pretty hard to, to get where he was and struggled yeah um, was yeah. Know, in and out of the test team you know uh, a little bit yeah. Um, and then has, has obviously, you know, yep. become one of our, our key key uh, members, if not probably our most important bowler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you've also got, 
I guess Usman Kawaja. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. yeah. Are they are they are they redemption stories or are they form slumps? Uh, probably form slumps and feel good stories, maybe to agree. Yeah. To yeah. a degree. Redemption, I don't know. Like it's yeah, I like redemption stories. It's hard to find a legitimate one, right? What about one in the AFL? Well, well, we were just watching um, before uh, Luke Hodge plays first game for the Brisbane Lions. Now, how he fares will be an interesting one, you know. Like around, mm. there's been a few AFL players that have been kind of delisted and then, you know, gone on to, you know, do pretty good things for other clubs. I mean, that's a that's a good redemption story. I like that. I like. You know, but yeah, like the you know, I yeah, maybe I'm just jaded over this Australian cricket cricket thing. Maybe I, I don't know if I can identify a good redemption story for you. That's sad. Maybe, maybe I'll tell you what. Maybe what we'll do is because we're struggling to kind of identify a good one. Why don't we ask the question of of our listeners and put it up on our social media? Yeah, and we'll see if we can come if they can come up with something better, and see if they can restore our faith in sport and sporting and, and athletes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Dustin Martin's father. He <laughs> might be a good redemption story in AFL. I don't know. So, who knows? But there's been some controversies in Australian sports, Treaty, hasn't there? There has. And, you know... Is this the biggest one? Poor. The Australian ball tampering? Is this worse than the underarm incident? I'd have to say yes, simply because of the fact that, at the time, an underarm delivery wasn't... An illegal um, action in mm. cricket, so it was within the rules. It okay. just wasn't a gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah, it was, um, you know, ethically mm. not the the done thing. Sure. And uh, Chapel, he pushed the line. You know, he he, he took it as far as he could. Yeah. And um, much the same as what the cricketers now do or have been doing with their sledging and, and all that stuff on the field. Yeah. And um, it's probably fair to say that while they won the match, mm. you know, if he had his time again, would he have done it? Mm. I think there's been an interview that says, yeah, I probably would have done it. We, we were going to win the game, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he's come out since that underarm ball and said, yeah, it was the wrong thing to do. He shouldn't have done it. So yeah. that's what I've heard. But I mean, in the heat of the moment, he, you know, his mind was solely... Yeah, focused on, on getting a victory and winning the game. It wasn't against the rules, so you're, so you're going to do it, aren't you? So, is this the biggest controversy in Australian sport? Is this the uh... for as long as I? Oh well, no, no, I don't think so. No. I I would have to say that the salary cap scandals probably are the biggest controversy. Yeah, um, and I probably would point to the Melbourne Storms controversy as yeah. being the, the biggest and the most. Uh, damaging uh, of all of them. Yeah. Um, but I think this has been the, the cricket one that we've just had now. Probably has simply because of the fact that the Australian cricket team is held in such high regard, and you know, like sure. if you're an Australian Test cricketer, that's sort of the the peak of any sport in the country. You know, yeah. you're an Australian cricketer, and then you're a Wallaby. Yeah. And then everything else is, is a distant third. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, or maybe Olympic gold medalist in, in something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the you know for the the fact of the of how people feel betrayed and disappointed and shocked and devastated all that kind of stuff yeah then I probably would say this has got more people offside yeah um, because there's only two states really yeah um, that that uh, you know 
Follow they probably Luke. yeah exactly. There probably isn't a controversy that I can remember in my lifetime that's probably caused this much public outrage. I yeah. don't know whether it's just because you're right in the middle of it, hmm. but there's a fair bit right. But um, in, in terms of like you know deceit and blatant cheating and lying and and and, and yeah, the Melbourne Storm salary cap scandal mm. was sort of you know a huge web of um, you know of all those things. Yeah. Um, so there was more systemic abuse then. Definitely more systemic abuse in that. And Remember they called you know, the media, or I don't know if it was the media or whether it was ASADA or whether it was the Australian Sports Commission, but they called that, and I'm not bringing up the Sharks again, what I'm saying is is that, is that like, remember when that story broke, right? Like the doping program. Oh, yeah, this is the darkest that, day in Australian sport. That's right. Like, that was the darkest day in Australian sport. That was all politics. And that hinted at being way bigger than what it probably turned out to be. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they somehow managed to get every CEO or, or managing director or chairman or something from all of the major sporting codes in the one room for a press conference. Like, yeah. Now that is, now to get those men and women or probably there wasn't probably many women there to be honest, but um, to get all those people in a room is a pretty big act. You'd have to get something to move them off their chairs. Yeah. So they're, surely they had more than what eventually came out. No like, doubt. And they probably, yeah, so I, so maybe that, could have, been, that, that could have been the darkest day in Australian sport, but I'm not so sure we know the truth. No, and you know, there's probably a lot more to this cricket story than, than what's coming out. No, and, I'd say so. You know, and same with with every contra- controversy and scandal, we only get you know probably twenty to thirty percent of the yeah of what actually goes down, and you know. Well, you still get the filtered version, right? And that's probably where do. I think I think the it was probably what shocked the Australian Cricket Association is, is how honest, or how perceivably honest. Steve Smith and, and Cameron Bancroft were in the press conference. I think that's probably why James Sutherland got on the plane. Yeah. Was because that really shook them and went, holy shit. And quite uh, a few people have come out and said, these guys were too honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, did, they, did they devolve? Did they tell too much? Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they were caught red handed. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm not know. sure how you could make up a story about pulling no. some stuff that when you've got a clo- close up camera on. on on your, your groin area. Yeah. And you're putting sticky tape down there. It's pretty weird anyway, <laughs> isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. right. So, anyway, that's probably, probably, that's probably smashed us in terms of, you know, just all we can kind of think about, right? Yeah. So, so, what else has been happening in sports? We've had, there's been a fair bit going on um, the last couple of days. Yeah, well, Tenasi we... Kokonakis, he beat Roger Federer. Yep. There's a redemption story for you. Yeah. The cock coming back and beating Federer. No, he's got some of the the, the Swiss. Yeah. The, the Swiss. Um... Tanasi's <laughs> let Stan Rowinka's girlfriend have a bit of a rest, and now he's gone and started to play some tennis. Yeah. AFL yeah. round one. AFL round one. That was pretty good. In the books. Yeah, there was some pretty good games in that. I think um, Swan's got a nice win in West Coast thanks to Buddy. Um, eight goals. I probably have to. Rely on him kicking about a bag every week to get yep. get some wins this year. GWS right? had a massive win over the doggies. They did. I just. Uh, I, I fear Richmond had a good win. Yep. Richmond had a very good win. Richmond sort of did what a defending premier should. Yeah. Um, Western Bulldogs have been utterly disappointing um, in their 2017 and kicking off 2018. Well, they've had a championship hangover if I've ever seen one, haven't they? They've yeah. been hopeless. Since maybe, maybe the biggest ever. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, Ricky Stewart's hot seat keeps well, getting right. Well, you're right. Hotter. He called it right. So he so 
three games in, he's lost all three, and he's lost all three really tight and close matches. Well, that they, makes people more nervous. And they, Well, the thing is, the Raiders led all of those matches. Mm, yeah, and they got run down. Yep. Yeah, so you could be. And and, and, and your tip, Parramatta, are looking every bit of wooden spooner. They are, that's right, yep. Couldn't beat the lowly Cronulla Sharks. No. We're, we're bloody hopeless at the moment. Yeah, we're bloody hopeless. But you guys seem to be And the worse. Bulldogs got off their duck. The Bulldogs got a win. Yeah, beat Penrith. Tough win in, yeah. the, in the time slot that no one gives a shit about, 6 o'clock on Friday night. Yeah, and that's, that's maybe why Nathan Cleary did his knee. Yeah, potentially. So he's out 10 to 12 weeks, so that throws well, the Blues... Panthers. Panther season's in a little bit of disarray, it although is, I yeah. still think they'll be fine. The AFL Women's Grand Final was on the weekend. Yep. 27-21 victory. So 27-21. Yeah, yeah, yep. So the Western Bulldogs took that out, All even right. though they'd lost their captain in terms of a suspension, which is another controversy that'll go on where I believe that she's... Um, I, the last I read, she was actually going on a, on a um, to the anti-discrimination board because she feels that she was suspended because she was a woman. And that if she'd been a man, she'd been allowed to play in the grand final because her sling tackle was was identical to a couple of sling tackles that had been yeah, excused okay. by the tribunal in the men's game throughout the year. Yep. So um, she, the last I heard, was going to appeal um, her suspension not based on the fact that she wanted to play in the grand final. She knew that in order to distract her team that she should forget that. And, but she has launched an appeal, I believe, based on the fact that she believes she was discriminated against. Wow. Which will be a very interesting story as to how that plays out because um, it did look from the footage like like she may have a case in terms of the, the tackles being the same, if not similar. Um, so I think it will be very interesting. But not to, not to overshadow the result of the game, the Western Bulldogs 27-21 in a pretty hard-fought grand final. Um, in the second year of the AFL Women's League, which is only going from strength to strength. Yeah. So, so yeah. Did Brisbane lose the final last year as well? They did. So that's two years in a row that the Brisbane Lions have lost, unfortunately. Um, I'd love to play in two grand finals, but I wouldn't like to lose two either. So um, you'd be pretty bittersweet about your memories, right? So, um, so yeah, look, it's a low, obviously a low-scoring game, but certainly one that's um, coming along in, in leaps and bounds in terms of popularity. Yeah. So... So that was big on the weekend. That was really good. The Socceroos, they got smashed 4-1 or 4-2 or something by Norway. It was probably too cold up there. Maybe. Norway aren't even playing in the World Cup, though. No. That could be a bit of a worry. Old Bert van Marwick, or whatever his name is, is the coach now. and I think they're going to probably struggle at the World Cup, the old Socceroos. Yep. Um, Wonder if Lucas Neal's out of rehab. It's a shame no one really knows about the NBL at the moment. but Oh, excuse me. Their like, grand final series has been excellent. Well, how would you know? You've even just been bagging it. You haven't even watched I've been, it. I've, I've seen it, but, you know. Oh, well, you didn't say that when I tried to talk to you about it on the weekend. When? Fuck. Well, I texted you and I said, oh, geez, the NBL grand finals have been pretty good. Game five's on. And you said, oh, who gives a shit? I think you texted someone else. It wasn't oh, me. Yeah, right, maybe. There might be another. <laughs> I didn't get that have, message. Yeah, you might have a couple of blokes. But anyway, they're going to a game personnel. five, which, um, you know, the, the, the oh, NBL... Oh, I'll tell you, did you watch game three? How physical was it? Like, all the controversy, there was... Players having push and shoves after every timeout. It was that was old school yeah. NBL. Aussie basketball is best. So the NBL is riding a, a bit of a wave at the moment. And we we forgot to touch on it last Thursday, only mm. in our last episode. Yeah. But um, the Boomers have struck, a, or the NBL and Basketball Australia have um, had have. a pretty major announcement bringing the USA yeah. World Championship team out next August for a two game series, just yeah. prior to the US heading and Australia. Heading over to the World Championships in China. Yep, absolutely. The World Cup. Well, I don't think 
Have the Boomers qualified for the World Cup yet? I don't think they have. Oh, we could just got to beat the Philippines and Indonesia yeah, and a couple okay. of those guys. So we should just we should be right. Yeah. But yeah, it, certainly a pre-game, a pre-World Cup warm-up. Now that's pretty awesome, bringing the Dream Team or the American Basketball Team down under to play two games, and that's going to be at Eddie Had Stadium, the AFL ground. I don't know about that. I'm I've been to a couple of basketball games at American football stadiums, and I was pretty disappointed in the view that you can get. Yeah. I think that might reduce the spectacle of it. I don't think it'll reduce the crowd. The crowd interest will be there. Yeah. But it costs you $4,000 to sit courtside. Yeah, 50,000 people there. Um, if you can spare 250 bucks for a nosebleed mm. and watch it on the big screen in the stadium, then it yeah. might be worth it just, just for the uh, to say you were there mm. um, yeah. and, and for the experience. But good on um, the NBL for yeah. this, this is a pretty massive coup. Yeah, it is pretty um, massive. It's pretty good. This does show the momentum that the NBL's got at the moment and the respect that they've got from around the world. Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get NBA games in Australia mm. uh, for quite some time, and they've come out and said it's not ready to happen yet. Mm. But I actually think bringing the U.S. national team out to play against our national team may actually be a bigger event than, than, an, NBA game. than an NBA game. Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you would get a full house at Etihad Stadium to watch nah. the Utah Jazz versus the Sydney Kings. Nah. I think, but the Boomers versus versus the US is probably going to get you there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I reckon, you know, if you've got, like Sweet Streety said, if you've got 200 bucks to spare, you can go and sit in the nosebleeds. And if you've got $4,000 to spare, you can uh, you can sit courtside. And if you've got the $4,000, I'll come along. I'll give you a hand job for that. And if you can pay for my seat, I'll <laughs> keep your company the whole time. Keep up the drinks. Just no ball tampering there, no eh? No ball tampering. No, I'll definitely. <laughs> if I get to sit courtside, I'll happily do that for you. So, yeah. so that should be interesting. But that should be a great. That that will be a great sporting spectacle more than anything. That is it going to be? Uh, I didn't hear. Is it one night after another? So is it two games? Like, it's probably. I don't know. You'd probably think it'd be a Friday and a Sunday night, or a, yeah, something like that, or a Thursday and a Saturday, or it'd be a pretty good weekend in Melbourne. Bloody oath. I think, I think we should make an effort to go even if we can't yeah get one of the you know there's a hundred thousand tickets going to be available we'll have Surely. to get down there and promised hand jobs now oh. got to get a couple yeah that's right so, so that's big that's going to be huge uh, and I think there's heaps of sport coming up isn't there the Com Games are just around the corner Com Games just around the corner yep so um, there's teams arriving as we speak we we had hoped to interview um, one of our Commonwealth Games athletes t- tonight but it didn't work out yeah, we had them um, lined up to talk prior to this show, mm. but uh, some commitments came up. Yeah. Um, so that is going to happen post games, which maybe is not such a bad thing because we'll, no. we should be able to get the uh, the inside word on um, yeah, hopefully well, uh, the Opals gold medal win. I can't really see too many teams troubling them, but I would hope not. But I mean, look, it'd be nice to hear about the experience of the Com Games, what it was like to play in a home. Yep. kind of scenario or home setting they don't often get to play at home find out the what the facilities and the athletes village were like and yeah. the quality of the meals and the cafeteria all that yeah, sort of stuff right. yeah how many yeah yeah that's a good idea yeah what the parties were like afterwards that'd be alright um, and last but not least before we sign off uh, one of our loyal listeners by the name of Leo Leo Press Leo Press he's a, he's, he's a good mate of ours and he's probably one of the biggest cricket Loving fans. He is. He's, he's been pretty angry with us because we've been dismissive of the Australian cricket team up until now. Yeah, but... Uh, we were also dismissive of them tonight, so... Yeah. Um, so, Leo um, made a post on his own Facebook today and I read it and I was I thought it was quite good and I, I asked if we could um, could bring it up on the show. Yep. And 
he basically stated a question. And the question was, what manipulates a sporting landscape more? So I want you guys to, to, to give this some thought. Um, we might repost this as, yep. a, as a question on our page and f- certainly feel free to, to leave your opinions, thoughts and comments. But what, what manipulates a sporting landscape more? One, deliberately diving to manipulate a refereeing decision, as we see in the A-League and the NRL and FIFA. I think nothing annoys me more in any sport than FIFA football when you've got players in the World Cup and Euros and all the Champions League just diving you know like they've been snipered it's it's for me one of the worst things I've ever seen yeah it's, it's, it's pretty annoying right? very annoying the next one underperforming in or deliberately losing games to improve your drafting ability so this is rife in the NBA at the moment mm-hmm. ESPN actually have a, 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 um, a tab on their own website called the NBA Tankathon <laughs> So there are there are teams in the NBA who are openly trotting out um, understrength lineups in mm. the hope of losing games. So losing on purpose, which you know is 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 you put in the same category sure. as ball tampering, match fixing. Yeah. But for some reason, this is celebrated. Fans want this to happen mm. because their their position to draft in the following year is enhanced. Yeah. Well, this is why you can't judge cheating on the result, right? Because some yeah. people like the result. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty systemic in the AFL uh, mm-hmm. back in 2009. The Melbourne Demons were sanctioned for it pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, same situation uh, with their draft system. Um, the next one we've got here is systemic doping of players using performance-enhancing substances. We've seen that in the AFL, the NRL. Um, cycling probably is, and athletics probably would be the other major sports. Mm-hmm. Or giving a bloke a bit of sticky tape to pick up a rock and scratch a ball. So we can see where where Leo's coming from at this point. Um, so we'll. So do you want to answer that question, or should we wait until next episode? Maybe let's put it out to the people. I think let's we've put it out to the to we've the, obviously to the sports and spit listeners. We, we, we we've shared our thoughts on it at the start yeah, of the show, of course, and we've given plenty of uh, plenty yep. of verbiage on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we certainly would like to. Yeah. To hear. So keep the questions coming, Pressy. We, we really like the passion. We really love the uh, the engagement, mate. Um, and we'll see what Sports and Spits listeners feel about your question. Yeah. You're wearing your heart on your sleeve there, mate. Yeah, and I see there was a little bit of feedback on your own on your own page uh, for that yeah. uh, from a, a few punters. Um, and perhaps you might be on the um, losing side of that argument. <laughs> um, much the same as I was 24 hours ago um, <laughs> with my misinterpreted Facebook post. So, Leo, I, I know where you're coming from, mate. <laughs> Um, but uh, social media it's a dead set minefield absolutely protect yeah, yeah. your children it is yeah. it is you have to basically spill everything out word yeah. for word um, yeah exactly can't leave anything open to interpretation ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, you live a hard life so that's sports for a week we I remember at the start of this um, this series we did say that uh, there'd be so much stuff that would come up on a, on a weekly basis mm. that we won't ever be short of content um, we only recorded a show three or four nights ago yep previewing the AFL it's like the AFL season and the NRL to some degree has been overshadowed by by these controversies by these controversies in the last you know sort of forty eight yep. hours. Yep. And I fully expect that you know this this won't be the last story like this before the year's done. And uh, you There'll can be more. Be, you can bet your bottom dollar we'll be here to break it down. We'll come back at you with all of our opinions and all of our rubbish next time. That's right. And uh, don't hate on us. <laughs> Get on social media and share us. Hate the game, not the player. (laughs) See you guys.
So here's adios amigos.